Today on City Cash Chicago, it's that time of the year. Summertime shies over, and there are single people out there looking to lock someone down for cold weather cuddles, holiday parties, and visiting families. A lot of people call it cuffing season. Well, journalist and CityCast contributor Lee Jean Greco tells us how Chicagoans are pairing up this time of the year. It's Wednesday, October 26th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Lee, welcome back. Thanks so much for having me. It's always good to have you, Legion Greco. (laughs) (laughs) So many different variations of my name. It's fine. The Chicago bread thief. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I was looking on Twitter, I, you know, I typed in cuffing season. I think that's the new Google. Um, mm-hmm. And I got this graphic that kind of made cuffing season look like the bull season. There was there was a preseason. It was a draft. There was tryouts. You know, can you kind of define for me what this term is and when was the first time it started popping up? Yeah, so I don't know when it first started popping off. I feel like I've heard it over the last few years. Um, But cuffing season basically is when you have, you know, summertime is hookup season. Everybody's quote unquote feral. And then hot girl summer, they say hot girl summer. Totally. Think of people behave basically like animals when it comes to dating. Okay. So springtime. What do animals do? Mating season, summertime, people are out and about, and then all of a sudden the weather starts getting cold, and people start thinking they got to settle down, they got to find somebody to snuggle up with, and that is when people start thinking about cuffing season, which essentially lasts from about right now, October, mm-hmm. and then it goes until basically whenever the thaw is. So, you know, Chicago, that could be March or like end of May. Um, and then you mentioned September soft launch season. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. People doing tryouts. They're trying to see, am, am I really trying to transition out of the summer, out of chilling, out of kicking it, and, and, and to maybe kind of like uh, moving on the, on the lowdown a little bit? Yeah, it's when you're not quite ready to commit to one person. So you have, as you mentioned, sort of like the NBA, you have draft season. So you might notice somebody, quote unquote, soft launching someone on one of their social media platforms. So if you're ever scrolling through a girl's Instagram story, you might see on their normal story, you know, latte foam art, things like that. And then all of a sudden around September, you're going to see not one plate on their Instagram, but two. And then just the corner of a just man's a little, forearm. Just a little smidgy of hand. Just a little just smidgy a little. of a hand. Maybe a little watch action if they borrow yeah. so they want to, you know, give some social cues off. You want to show, you know, a little bit of that masculine wrist. It's like a teaser trailer. Think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Just when a I- moves bouche of a boyfriend. <laughs> How do you think multiple years and a pandemic impacted this this part of the year for for single people, for dating people or or people who, you know, in relationships, maybe reconsidering wanting to to, to move around? Well, I'll speak for myself. I feel like 
the pandemic has exacerbated those feelings that you get during cuffing season, especially that first fall that we had, fall of 2020. Mm-hmm. I was filled with such anxiety about trying to find someone because I wasn't going on dates indoors. You know, it was right. way too risky to do that. So I was doing outdoor dates in Chicago, walks along the lake. It was very Jane Austen. <laughs> was there a lot of six feet of distance there on those those lake walks? Yeah, I mean, I would say there was like probably four, but I do remember it was so, <laughs> it was so funny. The first pandemic date that I did was in the summer and we were at Wells Park and this guy brought a blanket or a towel rather. And I also brought a blanket to sit on and he goes, oh, you can sit on mine. And I looked at it and I go, that's not six feet. And he goes, yeah, it is. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> if we both sit on the opposite sides of it and not actually on it. Well, that and also like red flag for me, dude has a shaky concept of measurements. <laughs> there was no second date. Are you self-conscious about your smile? Do you only allow yourself a closed mouth grin? Well, with Aligner Experts, there's no reason for you to diminish your smile. As orthodontists, they have the privilege of witnessing the remarkable transformation of patient smiles, which often translates into a profound boost in their confidence. Yet, there always seems to be a deterrent. I ain't got the time, I don't have the funds. Luckily, Aligner Experts is redefining convenient and accessible clear aligner solutions. With customizable treatments, transparent pricing, and their cutting edge 3D scanners and dental monitoring technology, you can transform your smile through the convenience of your own schedule. Stop in at their West Loop or Lakeview Clinic today for your complimentary smile assessment. Aligner Experts your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S. They got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their Old Town location. You recently went to a singles mixer in Logan Square, you know, outside. What was the event? It came out of this, I don't know whether you call it a rumor or a... Uh, reputation for the farmer's market in Logan Square being horny. <laughs> How does a farmer's market get a, a, a reputation? That seems like an interesting adjective. Yeah. I I think it's basically because there are a lot of young people in Logan Square and people pull up to this farmer's market dressed Question up. Question answered. <laughs> Have you ever gone to this farmer's market? No. You just said dressed up. I had to take a pause. Like, what people come in with... Like dressed to the nines? I mean, not dressed like they're not they're not going out. It's more okay. One of the guys I interviewed at the singles event described it as cottage core, which okay. that it, it's very much what you would wear to a farmer's market. So girls in the summer or the fall are wearing, you know, those cute little summer dresses. Uh, guys now are wearing some nice sweaters, maybe some chinos. But in any case, this singles event came out of that. And yeah, there were a lot of people there who were there because they're so exhausted at the dating apps and they want to mm-hmm. try meeting people in person again. 
What's the general vibe in that kind of an environment? I think a lot of the people that I talked to were generally hopeful about the event and they were excited. Although I will say I saw several women leaving rather disappointed because uh, the breakdown of the event gender wise was about 80 percent women, 20 percent men. So they hold another one of these and you're straight man in Chicago. It's like shooting fish in a barrel. But if you are a straight woman or gay man. (laughs) Your choice of metaphor. (laughs) I mean, listen, if I were a straight man. She said, come shoot your shot. Yeah, shoot your shot. Uh, you, you So let's hear from some of the people that, that you met. One of the folks that I talked to was this girl, Hannah. She was excited to be there because she wanted to put herself out there. When I was on the dating apps, it just yeah. made me more superficial than I actually am. If you want to meet someone in person mm-hmm. and you want the, like, you know, gesture, whatever that is, like the yeah. modern take on it, yeah. then go out there and make the life worth living where that could happen. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. go to a farmer's market at a singles and mingle event. And then yeah. the story is, I met my partner at a farmer's market. Yeah. Like, go do it, you know? Like, put yourself out there. Be vulnerable. And um, just real quick, too, you were talking about when you were on the app. So did you delete the apps? or? So they're still downloaded on my phone. As like, it's yeah. like one of those things, like, when people have nicotine patches. <laughs> like, they're like, I know the inhaling of the smoke is bad, but, like, just... Or the nicotine gum, like they're like, I need a wean off of it. When you were talking to people out there, like Hannah, was there was dating apps something that was being brought up in in a lot? And what's what's your personal experience navigating the? I, I couldn't even think of all of the ones off the top of my head. I was like the Bumbles, the Hand, oh the yeah, Bumbles, the Tinder, Bumbles, the, the OG. Don't forget about that right, one. Right, Tinder, right. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did ask a lot of people uh, when I was interviewing them about the apps, but then a lot of folks also brought up their exhaustion with the apps. You know, talking with folks at the farmer's market or talking to friends of mine over the last couple of years, everyone keeps saying the same thing. They feel like the apps dehumanize them. They don't want to swipe on other people because it feels very superficial. And they also don't want to be swiped on. It's something about looking over someone's shoulder and seeing them do it where it's like you, you almost feel that. Is that what it looks like mm-hmm. when, when I'm on here? And the answer is yes. Yes, it is. Uh, Lee, can you tell us who else you met while you were out there? Yeah, so we talked with this guy, Casey. His name tag said gay AF. Uh, so... <laughs> Obviously, he was looking for other men at this event, and he also mentioned this online dating burnout. A lot of people on Grindr and on all dating apps, to be fair, but especially Grindr because it's set up in a way that you can message anyone who's within a certain distance. Oh, wow. And you can, like, you can message anyone who you're able to find on there. And then there's a paywall at a certain point, but, like, you can message anyone and you can message them anything. And so the number of pictures that I have received from blank profiles with no profile picture, no profile information, and they send me a picture of their asshole. Like, that is commonplace. Well, and the thing is, it's like, again, I don't have a problem with it if it's consensual. Did you hear a lot of these stories? I haven't used dating apps a ton. I've, I've downloaded them, gone them. I've actually found a really loving relationship, right? It's no longer going, but but her and I had a really deep connection, and it, and it started on a dating app. But I know that there are a ton of horror stories out there. Lee, do you got just some, like, atrocious dating app horror stories, G? 
it's just horrible out there sometimes. I matched with a guy, I think, on Tinder uh, the other week. Hadn't messaged him at all. And his first message was a tongue and then cat emoji. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, 100%, that's 100% online harassment for real. The gall, lack of common sense, the the indecency, whatever we want to call it to do, it just, that shit baffles me. That's why. Uh, again, there's nothing wrong with sending photos to each other as long as it's consensual. I'm not here to shame people. That's, mm-hmm. you know, part of dating nowadays and everything, and that's fine. But, you know, you should establish a little bit of a rapport uh, before you go ahead and do that. Uh, Lee, can you tell us who else you met while you were out there? Uh, I also made sure that I talked to, you know, one of the five guys at this event. Um, <laughs> kidding. There were, were there was slightly more than that. But there was 16. It was 16 of them. Right, right. And seven of them were wearing the same white boy outfit. <laughs> well, you know, good point, actually, about the white boy thing, because that was something else that um, a lot of men and women pointed out to me was that the racial makeup of this event could have been a little mm-hmm. bit more diverse. I spoke with this one guy, Benjamin, who had pointed out there was this little bingo that they had for people there as a good icebreaker. You know, so some of the boxes said, you know, find someone who has siblings or fall is their favorite season. But then Benjamin pointed out that one of the boxes said, can use chopsticks. And what is like, like, I, I want to like look at it logically. It's like, oh, so are you expected to just look around and see who at this event may have chose the options of using it? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's like, go look for a specific kind of. It feels like episode two of The Office. What else did Benjamin have to say about the event? Yeah, so to be honest, he was there more as a wingman because he's pretty done with cuffing season. He was there with his dog, Luna. Last year, I was looking forward to cuffing season. Okay. And then I got a dog, and now I just don't care. Really? There's like no desire to be in a relationship. Why is, I guess, is having a dog a substitute for a partner right now? I think it gets rid of the desperation for cussing season. So there's not that, like, lack of, like, I have an emotional, like, backup, if that makes any sense. So I'm just like, I'm not going to sell for someone that I don't feel like. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So is, is it really as much about having a partner or is it just about, you know, kind of feeling that, that, that seasonal loneliness that, you know, so many of us go through? Yeah, I think what it does come down to a lot of the time is a warm body and finding someone who will support you emotionally, or in this case, some thing. Although some people will say their dogs are people, so. (laughs) The children. (laughs) The children, yeah. (laughs) If this calendar that I found on Twitter is to be trusted in any way, we in the middle of tryouts. How you feeling about where cuffing season is for you and where it's headed as as the preseason kicks up? Oh, we're already past tryouts. Oh, we're, we're past October. tryouts. Okay. I mean, oh, the, yeah. They, they say the trials run through run through Halloween, but you saying that that's over. We we in we we already the, the the preseason the season kicked up already. Well, that's a good point because I feel like even though the weather is colder, Halloween is kind of the last horny holiday, so you can hook up with someone <laughs> on Halloween. <laughs> I went as Ruth Bader Ginsburg one year, and then I got asked out by a guy, and then I dressed as, you know, a normal person, and then I never heard from him again. And I was like, yeah, he just, like, had a thing for, you know, and a very little octogenarian woman, and I wasn't that. 
So, so are you feeling good this season going like at, at this point in it or, or you know, or are your, your hopes dwindling out? Um, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the sigh is enough. Yeah, I'm 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 trying to be optimistic, you know, it's fine. Um I actually at the at the end of this, so you know, I did cover the singles event as a journalist, obviously, introduced myself to everyone as a journalist. There was one guy I asked if he wanted to be on the podcast. He said no. We chatted for a while and then at the end I said, Hey, I'd love to offer you my number. And he goes, Yeah, no, I'm not interested, but let me know what the podcast is. <laughs> so I got rejected, but I might have gotten you a listener, Jacoby, so I hope you're happy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing with you. I'm, you kind of laughing. I'm, I'm laughing with yeah. you. It, it's it's not the it's not the rejection. It's the end though. It was like, but that sounds cool. I understand I'm not everybody's cup of tea. You know, some people don't want to go out with a smoke show journalist with a sonorous podcast voice. That's <laughs> hey, man, people, people is missing out. People is missing out. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> uh, Lee John Greco is a journalist and a CityCast contributor who we're so grateful for. Thank you for going to the places we were not willing to go, a.k.a. the Logan Square Horny Farmer's Market. Lee, till next time. Hey, once more into the breach. Oh, fantastic way to end, Gene. Fantastic. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. The Illinois Housing Development Authority is reopening its mortgage assistance program, and eligible homeowners can apply starting November 1st for up to $30,000. Earlier this week, CPS reported record high school graduation rates and an improvement on number of freshmen on track for graduation. It's probably not a coincidence, though. This info was released the same day as the National Report Card, as is referred to, shows Chicago schools, along with many across the nation, decreasing in reading and math proficiency. The Shed Aquarium has two new otters, and you can help name one of them, Jade, Sunny, or Willow. What's going to be your choice? You can vote and learn more about the names at a link in the show notes. And some good news to get you through. Head over to our daily newsletter, Hey Chicago, at chicago.citycast.fm, where we've got a great list of trick-or-treat sites across the city for you. As always, we appreciate you for listening. Peace. I imagine back in the 20s, it might have taken a longer process, right? The camera take way more time to set up. Then you got to, like, get it processed. Then you got to put it in a letter. Then you got to get your good calligraphy popping. Then you got to send it in three weeks later. You know, maybe you'll get a letter back that says, wow, I am smitten. Fully, fully smitten.